What's up, gang? Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. What a lovely opening to 2022. Man, that's crazy to say. Um, of course, we all feel like the, the, the last two years feel like one. Um, but man, what a crazy start to the to this year with the trading day. You know, I'm recording this Tuesday evening. Uh, this will be out, you know, at midnight. Uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning however you want to do it. Um, but, you know, we had the opening day. Now, a lot of what I've been talking about the last few episodes, most of December was during the sell-offs of December. You know, a lot of these hedge funds, bigger money, adjusting their funds, taking tax hits or tax, you know, readjusting their funds for, uh, you know, rebalancing their funds uh, for a year-end, a lot of their big gainers seeing a lot of those high growth stocks take those hits. And then Monday you see this massive pop and you're like, Oh man, sweet. Here we go. Here we go. This is we're off to the races. That's why I kind of, I didn't really spend a lot of, did do a lot of buying. Well, I, I did, I did a good amount of buying last year, just as much, you know, um, 2020 and 2021, I did quite a bit. Um, but the, I did quite a bit of, buying in December specifically because of the the harder sell-offs and so you know when Monday when it popped it was it was exciting and and reaffirming and then today happens and and all goes to shit in the Nasdaq because like a broken record the excuse is always when the Nasdaq takes a shit the treasury yield going up again like it's I mean, we've said this on how many episodes now. It gets kind of annoying. I, I I almost feel dumb even repeating it, but that's just how a lot of hedge funds move their money. Once those yields go up, the ch- the ten year Treasury goes up, automatically selling off high growth tech stock tech stocks. Nasdaq takes the bigger hit overall because you're still seeing the Dow putting up Dow had back to back record days today and yesterday to start the year. I think the only Dow stock I own is Apple. I have been going heavier in Apple. I've been talking about that. Apple keeps hitting new all-time highs. I think it's a great stock to still buy up before it gets up to 200. And um, and of course, Apple being the first company, big news, the first company ever to hit $3 trillion in market capitalization. Is it surprising? I mean, you could say that, but it's, it's not really, you know, because yeah, $3 trillion, they were the first to a trillion and, and, you know, they're going to be, they're the first to 3 trillion. They're going to be the first to five. After that, Tesla might catch them. I think we'll see, but that's my thinking. I'm excited to see what happens with, with when Tesla expands beyond cars. I want to talk about that a little bit more later, but just still thinking of like the overall market sentiment right now. Um, I still think, uh, you know, I invest long-term, so there's some things that are taking bigger hits right now that I've just been adding to. It's funny because I've, I've been putting in a lot of money to my account last month and it's just barely going up because of how much it was sold off in December. And then Monday, big, big gain today lost about half of that. So still doing okay to start the year. Today was pretty rough, but it still it cut off about at least for me about half of what happened on 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 um on Monday and a big part of that was because hey Novonix what we've been talking about for a year now officially uh Novonix was up like 11 or 12% today cuz i i put in a limit order to buy more at 620 uh 250 shares limit order to buy more Novonix at 620 um if you're new coming in, haven't listened to any episodes, Novonix battery tech company, they do, uh, um, manufacturing of the graphite anodes for, um, lithium batteries. They also do like battery testing. So, um, a lot of, a lot of opportunity for what they're going to, uh, for like the EV explosion that's coming. A lot of the government incentives that's being pushed behind it. I talked about, Jennifer Granholm being at the opening of their Knoxville, Tennessee facility. Anyways, 
putting in a limit order from that more, more of that at 620. I had to raise it to 650 because it didn't go through. Still didn't go through at 650. Stock jumped up 11, 12% today. So I'm like, fuck, I didn't get my limit orders. So lesson learned a little bit in that don't get greedy with your limits, setting them too low sometimes. I, I kind of knew it was hitting a good buy point and I, I may have just missed it. I think I can still get that price point of 650. I might not have to wait longer for it, whatever, when you're in for the long term. But hey, it might not come down to that. So I might just raise that limit back up again, have to try to buy in the sevens now at this point. It is what it is. But the reason I, I set it at the at the number I did, I'm kind of superstitious. I like the number nine and number eight. So like I was setting them at those kind of limit numbers uh, when you're like with the cents, like 620 or 630, uh, $6.20, $6.30, that kind of thing. Um, but going forward, like I still want it more, but here's the thing. And someone sent me a message about this because they bought a few shares, Novonics. You have to buy, depending on what brokerage you're buying it on and you can't buy it on everything. I buy it on Schwab. I know you can, I know you can buy it on Schwab. You can't buy it on Webull. I don't know what else you can buy it on. So double check, but I know for sure you can buy it on Schwab, but you pay a $50 transaction fee because it's a foreign stock. So what they do is they just automatically add that to your cost basis. When you buy the stock, whatever you buy it at, they just take that 50 and divide it across how many shares you bought. So you have to make sure it's only, it's only worth to buy at least a couple hundred shares at a time, in my opinion. So if you're not, if you don't want to buy at least a thousand dollars worth of Novonics, it's not really worth it because you're going to pay that $50 fee to both buy and sell. So you have to make that gain. Uh, of 10% just to make that transaction fee. So don't buy Novonics unless you're going to buy at least 100 to 250 shares at a time, you know? So uh, that's kind of why I was hesitant. I, I don't buy it as much because if, if it was a, that's why I can't wait for them to get added to the NASDAQ. If that happens, like I keep talking about, they got, they applied in May, early May, they applied for it. If they get approved for it, That'd be amazing because then I could buy that stock without that fee and you could be adding shares as much as I wanted because it'd be such a great, easy stock to add shares. I mean, every day I'd be like, oh, cool, six bucks. Cool, I add a couple more. Seven bucks, whatever, add a couple more. I just keep buying it, accumulating shares, but I don't do that because I'm not going to pay 50 bucks every time. Uh, but if it was added to the NASDAQ, I wouldn't have to do that. That'd be amazing. And, and if it gets added to the NASDAQ, that, that would push the stock way past $10 a share anyways. So I'm going to keep buying up shares until that happens. And there's still room for things to happen as far as the acquisitions go. We keep talking about this. Philip 66 bought some. There's still room for, for the acquisitions. I'm not going to keep talking about Novonics anyway. So you want to reiterate the $50 thing and the, the lesson in sometimes setting your limits too low because I kind of set it a little low and may have missed an opportunity. Um, but whatever, I'll still add more when I can, hopefully at that same price. If not, I'll just raise it up. I still believe in it. Not going to keep going into it. Still a great opportunity. Uh, and before I get too far ahead, I want to make sure I talk about this. I'm going to make sure to plug this at the end of the episode as well. But Cash Pineapples has another sponsor. Hey, check it out. Pretty sweet. Um, you know, we have... Uh, the Earl King guys that still hook me up with um, some product from time to time, but have another sponsor to the show. Uh, musicians, actually, an artist who, listener, friend of the show, um, guy I've actually known for a minute, a few years, who's been, who's a part of this band. Uh, name of the band is called Walking Apollo. I believe they are based out of Texas. Uh, they have an album that just came out. New Year's Day, January 1st, of course, of this year. Album name, You're My Pride and Joy, etc. Uh, album is available everywhere digitally. Spotify, like you're listening here. Apple Music, Amazon, whatever. Google Music. I'm plugging all this because uh, this band officially um, paid to have a promotion on this show. And what's crazy is he reached out, sent me a message, um my friend who I know, Buddy Tacolini, I don't know if he wants me to say his full name, but hey, 
you're in a you're in a band that's what you get you get your name you get your name mentioned when you give me money on podcast so buddy sent me a message and um and asked about promoting this album and and i was like and it was a good enough like i was just reading through it and i was like hey this is pretty sweet sounds cool like and he offered to pay for it which uh, i always appreciate when people just come to you they don't just ask for something they just they come to you and they say hey uh this would be great. And here's what I'm going to offer you. Not just asking for something outright. So, which is fine. I'm saying it's not fine to do that, but it's just, it's appreciated when people are like, Hey, I understand that I can give you some money for this. And so he offered it and I was like, Hey man, don't worry about, don't worry about paying for it. I don't mind mentioning this on the show. I'll totally do it for free. Don't worry about it. Um, and then I'm out at dinner and I get a PayPal notification and he sent me money anyways to uh to plug to plug the album and this and this music so pretty pretty sweet thing to do didn't have to do it um generous of him because i was going to do it anyways but i'll just do it extra go extra hard because you know when you when you pay when you pay for it you get you get the 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 premium plug but anyways and i did listen to, to the music he sent me over um some of the music before the album came out as the album came out i did listen to it on spotify it's good stuff you know, if it was shitty, I would just kind of say I would. I would honestly, I would admit it to you. I'm I'm honest enough to where I would just be, you know, <laughs> just straight up and be like, "Hey, this isn't my cup of tea, but maybe it's your thing." You know, there's a lot of stuff that's very popular and makes a shitload of money that I'd hate. Most things, actually, most things that are very popular and sell a lot of tickets, I don't like. So, you know, whatever. I would still say, hey, check it out. Might be for you, but not for me. But this is actually good. I listened to this music. It was a good. It's enjoyable. So um, we'll make sure to mention this throughout the month. Uh, so every episode this month, I'll play one of the... He sent me four songs over from the album. I'll play one at the end of every episode. So we'll do it at the end of this episode. But definitely check it out. Uh, reiterating uh, the name here, artist, Walking Apollo album you're my pride and joy etc don't need to know the release dates already know that i'm just reading through the email and stuff um so check it out i enjoyed it you will too we'll play a sample at the end of the uh show cool stuff moving on um let's see okay so we have to talk about this right tesla i mean come on how am i not going to talk about tesla you've been listening to the show long enough how am i how am i not going to do it of course it was up $140 a share on Monday. 143, I think. Like almost 14%, like 13 and a half, 13 almost 14% one day. Holy shit. And why? Because they announced their delivery numbers for quarter 4 of like 308,000, 309,000 vehicles beating delivery estimates on Wall Street by like 40,000, I believe. So crushing those estimates stock blew up that's a stock i talked about buying up more the last month by the way uh the last few episodes and if you listen to which by the oh, also mentioned that tomorrow we're gonna do another live discord with uh keanu trades my buddy ryan campbell keanu trades on twitter instagram discord um but we talked about this on the live last week hard to find a better argument for your long-term investment dollar than tesla and apple at this point which is where i spent most of my money the last month on the dips really it was on tesla more than anything i spent the most money on tesla which i was hesitant to most of 2021 because it was already such a large part of my portfolio but then i started realizing there's no other company i believe in so heavily and know the technology is like strong enough like i just know they have the the EVs that people want more than anything, the branding more powerful than Apple and they have the best engineers in the world. Everyone, the best and the brightest all want to go work for Elon, SpaceX, Tesla, all that shit. And that's being reflected in their, in their technology. Like even in the Tesla plaid, the model S plaid, which I wrote in last week, holy shit, that thing is insane. It's crazy that that, that car is even street legal to be honest with you, it's a ridiculous amount of power to just hand over to somebody. 
It does zero to 60 in under two seconds. Which, if you grew up in the Midwest and never went to Cedar Point, is faster than the roller coaster Millennium Force, which the main selling point was it goes zero to 60 in, I don't know, under three seconds or something. And I remember getting on that roller coaster at the time as a kid and being like, holy shit, this is amazing. I can't believe it. Now there's a car you can take to the grocery store and charge it at said grocery store that does even faster than that zero to 60. Amazing. And it's sexy as hell looking. And you have like a crazy like superhero looking steering wheel. You know, it's like the Batmobile, but better looking. The Batmobile is always kind of ugly. I don't care what anyone says. They're badass, but they're not sexy. But anyways, the Model S, insane. Um, It's just, it's amazing, like, if you, I'm sure most people have ridden in a Tesla at this point, but that one specifically, it's just insane how much power it has. It's just instant, how quick it can go. Um, really unbelievable. Uh, but you pay a price tag. I think it's like $130,000, you know, something like that. But hey, that's uh, that's what you, if you have the money for the big boy, why not? Why not? So they crushed those delivery estimates. Also, Tesla is not only the best-selling vehicle, uh, not sorry, not only the best-selling EV in Switzerland announced this week that it's the best-selling vehicle in Switzerland, which is not surprising because a couple of months ago we talked about how Tesla was the best-selling vehicle across all of Europe, not just best-selling EV, but the best-selling vehicle in all of Europe. So it's, again, that Tesla branding is not just hitting here in the States. It's hitting It's hitting overseas in uh europe and it's also hitting in china where a lot of big sales are happening you know giga shanghai has been there for a while giga berlin's getting up and running giga austin hopefully we'll have the truck out soon now it's a foot race between tesla and ford who's gonna get their truck out first i don't think it really matters if it if ford gets their truck out first great they might steal a couple of sales from tesla but ultimately tesla's gonna still eat up all those uh truck sales um, hopefully they don't delay the, the Austin facility anymore, but there are a ton of catalysts for that stock to keep blowing up. That's why I kept saying it was so important as it dipped below a thousand and hit the low nine hundreds. It was almost a no brainer, but as I said, being hesitant to go all in on Tesla again for 2021, um, I just, it just, I, again, it's so much of my portfolio, but I just keep seeing more and more people and again, million multi-millionaires that I know who are just have such large holdings of Tesla and are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you do really believe in the company, even now I still feel like there's a ton of room to run for Tesla and I'm not the only one. Um, you know, I think Wedbush has a $1,400 price target on the stock. Deutsche Bank has a $1,200 price target, which is pretty much right there right now. But even just past that, you know, there's, there's a, uh, I think uh, when Wedbush, when they put out their $1,400 price target, they talked about a $5 trillion market that Tesla is really dominating right now. And they're going to continue to do that. When you're looking at, like, when you, when you look at 309,000 vehicles last quarter, that's crazy. They're pushing a million annual. That's insane. That's That's just, you know... And this happened in, in such a short uh, period of time. You know, Tesla traded sideways for 10 years and all of a sudden 2020 happened and boom, took off during a pandemic year, which is even crazier. So they're, they're going to dominate the EV market, already doing that, continue to flex their muscle. They're going to have the truck come out. I'm excited to see what they do beyond this, what they do even even more in the vehicle sector if they're going to make vans or they're going to make you know more passenger vehicles or another suv who knows uh like the semi truck is coming the cyber truck is coming also i'm excited to see what tesla does beyond vehicles we've talked about this many times how apple you know rebranded themselves in 2008 to apple just apple versus apple computer tesla doing the same going from tesla motor to tesla because they just didn't want to 
they don't want to pigeonhole themselves to one product like that or one you know one sector so i'm interested to see what tesla does beyond vehicles you know thinking out into the future you know they talk about the robot the tesla robot that could be next or if they do get into phones i've seen rumors about tesla phones a tesla smartphone so it's I, I am excited to see what they do because that's why Apple's been able to become the three trillion dollar market cap that they have. They've been able to expand their product line. That's why I love a lot of these big tech companies uh, like Apple, Google, uh, Amazon's been good about it with expanding their products um, because they're not just like like Apple for example. They're not selling the same shit in 1998 that they are now. Like, yeah, they're still selling computers, but they're also selling wearables and phones and they sell subscription services and they sell, they have Apple Music and they have a streaming service and they have the App Store. So they have all these things that they've expanded on to just, not just computers versus a company like, let's say, Nike, who for all intents and purposes is still doing this, is still selling the same shit that they sold in 1998. Shoes and apparel. They're sure they've they've sold more of them. They've landed more deals. They have more. They have more contracts under their belt. Sure, they've expanded. They sell more, but at the end of the day, they're still just selling horse. They're horseshit shoes. They're not horseshit shoes. They're good shoes, but they're just selling a product like that it just it's like they're not gonna like how how much room can you really grow at that point you know they're just in that sector of just so it's like versus companies like uh like we just described with apple or google or, or amazon amazon went from selling books to selling everything to now they're making huge money on their amazon web services we talk about their cloud service uh services and being a small business merchant, being like what a Shopify does. So you see where they can expand. Amazon also has their Amazon uh, marketplace. They're, if you've been like an Amazon Fresh grocery store, you've been, they've been popping up in bigger cities. I've seen them in Chicago, LA. I don't know if they have them in New York. I think they do. But I, didn't, I haven't seen them. But I know for sure they're in Chicago and LA. But those Amazon Fresh grocery stores. So you see what I mean where they're just able to expand. So that's where that's where you see like, you know, when you when some sometimes these analysts and and people on Wall Street think in the short term, they're like, oh, look at these stock prices. How could it keep going higher? Well, because you're not thinking of like the next business that they're building to go onto their current business. You're just thinking of like how could they make more money given their current business structure. Well, you know, they're building a whole other thing, and that's going to be a whole other revenue stream. They keep adding revenue streams. So when you're a long-term investor, you you can kind of see that. And and that's why like even Apple, it's like that's why I would say that's why I say Apple's a never sell. You can keep buying and accumulating that stock knowing they're going to find the next thing. They're going to find another revenue stream. And right now that's wearables. We've talked about that last couple of episodes about how like that's the next thing they're augmented reality glasses or a, I don't know what the what's uh yeah, the the virtual reality stuff. And their wearables are also like really showing their muscle with the holiday sales. So you're seeing like the smart watches and, and, and like, um, you know, the earbuds or whatever the hell, the AirPods. Uh, and then soon to be the, the goggles. So you're seeing all these things. Um, that's like the next step. They're kind of in their infancy right now, but they're going to keep expanding and getting better and better and better. Like, I wasn't really a fan of a lot of the smartwatches, but now I'm like, shoot, maybe I need to get a smartwatch. Also, I'm I'm dangerously close to going back to iPhone. I don't want to, but I'm with T-Mobile and they have some pretty sweet incentives. Like they might give me a, a brand new iPhone for free. And if that's the case versus paying for the another, another Android, then I'm going to switch to iPhone. I'm going to go to T-Mobile this week and find out. That's on my to-do list. I'm going to say it on this podcast so I hold myself to it. But I might be switching over. Ooh, I don't want to. I I feel I'm betraying my loyal Android homies. All my close smart friends are on Android, except for a couple. That's not exclusively true anymore. It used to be. 
I still have a couple of really smart friends that have iPhones, but it used to just be all Android. But I might be switching back over. We'll see. If they give me a free phone, it's going to be hard to argue against it. A $1,000 phone? Well, I want to get the whatever the nicer one is, the Pro. I don't know. What's it, 1200 1300 I want the huge one. I don't need the Max. I need to be walking around with an iPad in my jeans. It's ridiculous. But whatever the, the Pro may be, whatever the, you know. Anyways, they cost a Tesla share, essentially. Let's just say that. Um... See what else I want to talk about Apple here. Um, I think I mentioned it all. Yeah, that was that was good. But the thing about Tesla too, and I talked about adding more to my position in December was because uh my friend Nick bought that Tesla Model S plaid and it had it delivered quicker than expected, and his mom bought a model y i believe or an x i think no she bought a model y um and hers got delivered like six months she was initially they were gonna say she was gonna get it in like june or july and she just got it like last week so way ahead of schedule and so we were in new york a couple of weeks ago having breakfast and this is when we talked about adding more to our positions and putting more money in our accounts and buying more tesla because it was kind of taking a hit from the recent run that it had went on. We were seeing more positive things with the stock, like these deliveries, like his car coming in early, his mom's car coming in early. I had another friend in California who bought a Tesla, and it was going to be delivered months early. And so I'm like, shoot, I think these delivery numbers are going to be higher than expected. And so that combined with the stock taking a cool off from the recent run-up, we both added a bit to our position he added far more because he's got more money than me, but we both added quite a bit to our Tesla stock while in New York. And then boom. I also, as, as the year turned, like I said, I think a lot of funds were trimming their Tesla that had grown so much to the year. They were selling off some, some to maintain whatever percentage in their portfolio, 5%, 10%, whatever it might be. And now they're going to rebuy it in 2021 and hopefully, you know, or 2022, see, the years all run together. Who gives a shit? They're going to buy it again this year, run it up, and then do the same. Hopefully, wash, rinse, repeat. And so, we both kind of went heavy into the stock at that point. Still looking forward. Again, long term, doesn't really matter. You could buy today even. It was nicer to buy it at 900, low 900s. But whatever it's still worth buying now i have a friend who just got into tesla this week and i've been talking to her for years about it like two years and she just got into tesla whatever um better late than never so if you're not in it hey there's still so much room to grow a lot of catalysts for 2022 if they execute like we talked about all those factories the cyber truck the semi and then even looking past that, what are they going to do in the future with the robot, new product line? Again, like Apple, what are they going to expand to next? Apple talks about making a car. I still am skeptical of if they're ever going to do that. I just don't see the point when there's Tesla like already dominating that sector. It's like just, I think, I keep saying Apple, I'd love to see Apple make a TV, like a really... I know the margins aren't high on TVs, but I'd love to see Apple make like a, a smart TV, like their own TV. And and just to make up the margins, to charge out the ass for it. You could charge literally like five grand for an Apple TV and people would pay it. Make like a starting at 2,500 up to 5,000. Do that. You People would pay it. They totally would. Look what they pay for the MacBooks already. Look what they pay for the phones and the wearables and the and whatever. That you can't tell me they wouldn't pay it. They're a three trillion dollar company. Of course, people fucking pay it. Anyways, um, some fun news. Pelosi's husband's back in the the call option news. Nancy Pelosi's husband. She's he's been buying some more call options, some bull bullish options for Google, Disney, Salesforce, and Micron. I believe Micron is. Let me double check. Uh, 
Aren't they a chip maker? I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Yeah. Uh, what's their stock ticker? Micron Technologies. Does it even say on here? Yeah, MU. Okay. Yeah, they're a chip maker. American producer of computer memory and computer data storage, including dynamic credit. We don't need to read all that crap. Yeah, they're Boise, Idaho. <coughs> Not a very well. They're still a pretty big company. Twenty-one billion, twenty-one and a half billion. Anyway, so big, bullish calls on all of those. Fine. I have. I only have one of those stocks. I have Google. I don't have Salesforce. I don't have Disney. I don't have Micron. I think Salesforce is a decent stock. Micron, I don't have in my portfolio, but I always say have a chip maker, AMD and Nvidia. Uh used to own AMD, sold it a while ago. Did well with it and then sold it and then put more of it into Nvidia. Still have Nvidia. That's my I still have quite a bit of Nvidia. I think Nvidia is like my number two or number three. I think it's my number two behind Tesla, actually. So Pelosi's husband has some uh bullish calls on all of these. Anytime that happens, it's almost guaranteed it's going to hit <laughs> because, hey, when you're uh, that connection to the White House, why not make those calls? Why not? Why not? Disney, I always make fun of Disney. It's like, it's not, it's again, it's one of those stocks you're not going to lose money on, but it's like they're just not, they don't innovate. They're not innovative enough. You know, they're still playing like even look at Disney Plus. Disney Plus has been out for how long? There's still nothing original on there on there at all. It's still just fucking Star Wars shit and Marvel comic book movies. And I love comic books, but we enough enough already. We get it. I don't Spider-Man. Who gives a shit? How about that? Who cares? I don't I don't care. There's a billion Spider-Man stories movie. I don't care. This was the best one. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Same with Batman. I love Batman, but after the Dark Knight trilogy, it's like, we're done now. Wrap it up. The Robert, the Pattinson one's probably going to be dope, though. I immediately just like contradicted myself. I don't care. <laughs> but gen- in, for the most part, we get it with some of these heroes that have been around for too long. If we're going to do a Marvel, let's do more Daredevil. I'm a Daredevil guy. Let's do it. DC, Batman, fine. But Joker's cooler. Let's just focus on the Joker then. Which we have been, kind of. We've been kind of doing that. So that's good. I'm down with that. Anyways. Let's get back on topic. Seeing in this thing in the automotive space, this is crazy news. For the first time ever, a foreign automaker has surpassed a U.S. automaker, Toyota, outselling GM for the first time ever. Amazing. I think, yeah. That came out today. Amazing. Hey, I'm a Toyota fan. I'm rocking the Camry. I always joke, I have a Tesla in Tesla stock. I could, you know, go buy a Tesla if I cashed out of my Tesla stock. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? Trade in my wonderful, you know, revenue generating tesla stock for a the most rapidly depreciating asset you can buy no thank you i will keep my old camry and uh drive it until it explodes hopefully with not me in it but that's a risk i'm willing to take at this point um it won't happen that won't happen because it's a toyota it'll just keep going forever like for the last five years i've been saying i'm gonna get a new car in like six months i've been saying that for like five years but if if the chip shortage can chill out and they can get production numbers back up i am definitely gonna buy a new camry next year this year probably end of this year actually so let me get that hybrid camry i would like to buy a tesla but i i i want the range of uh you know, I do too many long road trips to where I don't want to do the Tesla just yet. Also, the money. I don't want to spend that much on it, on a vehicle at this moment. But that Toyota Camry Hybrid, dude, that thing is rated for like high 40s uh, MPG. But I hear people tell me that it gets into the 60s all the time. So 
damn, we'll take that all day. The reason Toyota was able to beat GM, too, a couple of reasons. One, GM's been slashing a lot of their vehicles. They're a pretty poorly run company. That's not changed in decades. But Toyota was much more better positioned during the chip shortage. They had planned for it better. They had had a big, uh, a better stockpile, a bigger stockpile of chips to, to burn through. So although Toyota was ultimately affected by the chip shortage, it took a lot longer for them to be affected by it. So in that time, they were able to pass GM in sales. And also GM just sucks. More and more people are realizing it. <clears throat> and it's like you want to buy American, sure, but not everything GM is American. Like, yeah, it's an American company, but a lot of their stuff's made overseas. Like the Chevy Silverado is made in Mexico versus the Toyota Tundra is made in Texas. So it's like, and, and the amount of investment dollars of uh, that Toyota has put in this country versus GM. So although Toyota is a Japanese company, a lot of their vehicles that are sold here are made here. Like, I think 70% something like that. So you know, although it's Japanese owned, you're actually buying a vehicle that was made here in this country. That dollar is going back into this country. Uh, and I'm, I'm not a person that gives a shit about that, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people do. I don't care if you're going to give me a better dollar. If you're going to give me a better deal, I'll send my money to Japan or whoever, or whoever. I don't give a shit. But for those people that do care, there you go. And that's probably a, a part of it too. And they do just make a great product. Like I can attest to that. I have a Camry with almost 300,000 miles on it. I almost, I'm starting to look insane now. For the while I was like, no, it's fine. It doesn't, it's, it's like in 06, it's not that long ago, but now like I'm we're 2022. It's getting to that point where it's like, okay, 06 was a while ago. Like that's a year, a year after I graduated high school, I'm in my mid thirties now. <laughs> so it's like it didn't seem like that old of a car but when I start to think about it I'm like holy shit but it's just so convenient I just re-registered it for the year and paid the insurance I think I paid like 350 bucks or 340 bucks for the insurance for six months and like 100 bucks for the registration so it's like hard to beat that and then the car's paid for so it's like now I'm done paying for it outside of going to the gas station for the year great so could I afford to do other things, you know, get nicer cars? Sure. But in the meantime, why? I'm going to put that money towards stocks. Um, also, another fun thing this time of year, end of the year, I do all my credit cards are cashback credit cards. So at the end of the year, I take the money I get on cashbacks and I use that as, you know, credit statement on, on those bills for that month. And then that money that I would have spent paying that bill, I then put in my brokerage accounts and buy Apple stock. So I bought like three or four shares of Apple stock in one of my accounts with credit card cash back money. Just a fun way to be like, hey, I'm playing with house money here. This is money that I would have that would have I would have gotten any other way. That's why I say it's like anything you put on a credit card without an additional fee, do it. Because get that cash back and just pay it. As long as you're not paying interest. Just pay your bills in full. Boom, boom. Call it a day. Um so Another thing I want to address before we get out of here, uh, you know, as we before I, well, not before I get out of here, but you know, before I get too too long winded in this episode, but uh, a lot of people have been asking about Square. I'm still buying it. I'm running out of cash, but I'm still buying it. I think the fintech across the board is being a little bit oversold. You're seeing a lot of the traditional banks, Visa, Mastercard, kind of re reflex their muscle a little bit, but ultimately they're dinosaurs. Uh, they do have the re they do have the cash and stuff like that, but I still and and there's a lot of uh, newcomers to the space of fintech, a lot of uh, a lot of competition, but I'm still behind Square and PayPal, Square more than anything, especially with again I'm I'm trusting Jack Dorsey to the reason he left Twitter to focus on Square, Block I should be calling it, it's just hard for me to do that because I've known it for Square for so long. But seeing how much money is being put into blockchain technology and the fact that he's seeing that now and, and, and going behind it, 
uh, just kind of reaffirms my belief in it. And I looked up this morning on Wall Street Journal just if any price targets had changed on Square, and they haven't. Let me just double check. I think I still have the the image saved on my phone here. Um, but the current analyst ratings are so out of twenty three and there's twenty three analysts buy ratings, two overweight, eleven hold, one sell. Stock price targets. So the average price, so the low price target is one seventy two. The high is three sixty for an average of two eighty eight. Square currently sits at like one fifty a share. So Square's currently twenty bucks a one fifty six. So Square's almost twenty dollars below the low price target estimate currently. So overbought or oversold almost definitely if you don't have a position in square it's a great time to add to it i've been adding to it i added a chunk of it in my parents account this last week so if you don't have any definitely a good time to get it uh i've been adding more i've cooled off on it because i've been putting so much towards tesla i've also been trying to put more in apple i haven't done as much as i want to I still want to keep getting more Apple, but I got to be a little conservative here. I don't know how this Omicron shit's going to go. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think most people are going to get it and it's not going to be, it's just going to be like, Hey, I'm sick for a day or two and now I'm good. I don't think we're going to shut shit down again. I talked about this, you know, in the last episode, but I've been burned before and I've had some stuff canceled already this month. Like I'm basically uh, just chilling for the month of January, which is fine. I, I need a month. It's nice to have a month to relax and just take a breath after the last few months. So I don't mind that as long as things get back to normal in February, March, and, and beyond. But I just have to be careful. I don't want to blow all my cash. I just put a lot in in December. I don't want to just keep going crazy. I'll put more in as things come in in February and March. But um, So that's why I'm kind of just watching Square at the moment. Uh, but you look at that sector as a whole, definitely oversold. Like when I look at Robinhood, I know I've, when you look at previous episodes, I, I don't want to say I, I told you so for Robinhood holders out there specifically, sorry to my good friend, Kelly. I know, I, I hope I, I know, sorry, Robinhood. I don't, I don't mean to bring pain, but I, I didn't look at it for the longest time. And then I looked at it the other day. I don't have Robinhood stocks. Like I've said, I've talked in previous episodes how I feel like they're just a fee-based brokerage where it's kind of a race to the bottom where if you're only making money on fees, that's not good because you're going to have to lower that and lower that and lower that. They don't make any money on their fees on their trading right now because it's, it's, it's free for uh, trades. But I mean fees on like crypto. So same with like Coinbase, race to the bottom on a fee-based thing. Um, same with like Robinhood. I didn't think they could expand their their business as quick as like companies like Square and PayPal already had in the space. But Robinhood's now like, I'll look, it's like 17 a share. It might be even worse. So let's see. Robinhood. Yeah, seventeen forty a share. Crazy. Fifty two week high of eighty five dollars. Damn. Um so again, the the space as a whole is over oversold. Robinhood, I, I didn't think it would go that low that fast. I did think it would go low, but damn. Again, I need to start buying puts on these things I really don't believe in. Like a firm's now at eighty five dollars. And I said it would go to a hundred and probably even below that. And and now I don't, who knows? It could go 85 seems pretty dangerously low, but it's with that 70 was when I was initially looking at it. So, Hey, who knows at this point, we'll keep an eye on it. Same with square, but I think just across the board and oversold territory and, um, you know, I don't mean to pick on Robin hood. And again, Sorry to my friend Kelly. She at least I know she did do good about buying Tesla stock. So at least hey, you win some, you lose some, and that and that's true. With just this whole this in general, like if you have a lot of like, if you have a handful of winners, you can you can afford a couple of losers. Now you don't want to have them. It's annoying to see them in your portfolio, but you're not always going to have just green across the board. Never on a, on any given day, 
but just across them, when you look at your account, you just want to make sure your overall number is going up, obviously, but you're not always going to have like, you might like, I feel like at any given time, there's two or three losers in my portfolio and they're usually pretty rough losers too, like more than 20% down, more than 30% down. <laughs> so you're like, which is fine, you know, it offsets with everything else, but you're just like, oh God, what was I thinking? You know? So if you have that in there, whatever. It's a red badge of courage. Look at it like that. You know, look at it like that, I guess. Um, but anyways, as these things continue, you know, all the stocks I'm looking at, things that I already like, I've talked about ad nauseum, Airbnb, NVIDIA, Tesla, Shopify almost bought some more today. But I just I feel like we're not out of the woods yet with some of this choppiness. So and futures I looked at earlier this evening are kind of pointing towards a little more pain tomorrow. So we'll see. I'm kind of holding out. I want to, I'm just going to put more cash in my account if this continues. So stuff I'm going to be looking at. I bought some Netflix in my parents' account, initiated in a, a position in, in Netflix. Again, uh, streaming leader, leader in their, uh, their sector. They're going to continue to flex their muscle every year. They make multiple viral moment shows. They're going to continue to do that. Um, same with like movies like that new Leo DiCaprio movie that just came out. I think don't look up is what it's called. Another one. Boom. Another viral, uh, like everyone's watching something they put out. So they're going to continue to continue to do that for forever. Um, Spotify is turning a corner again. We've talked about that in recent weeks. Google, I want to add more to. They are investing in cybersecurity. They acquired a smaller cybersecurity company that was announced today for like a half billion. It's $500 million purchase. At first, I was like, oh shit, they bought like a cyber, like a, a Palo Alto Networks type company. And then I saw, I was like, oh, 500 million. That's like a really small company. But it just shows that, again, keeping on that theme of expanding, being able to expand your product line, adding to your revenue streams. Google's clearly look, clearly looking at getting into cybersecurity or building that, adding that to their own, to the platform of what they already provide, their their cloud services or whatever. They're just strengthening their own security in-house. Maybe so they're relying on companies like Palo Alto or CrowdStrike less. I don't know who they use for cybersecurity. Um, so, but they're seeing the value of it. They know how important it is. So, Initially, I thought that was going to make Palo Alto stock go down, and that's why their stock was going down. As I go, as the day went on, it's like, oh, just tech across the board was being sold off because of those damn treasury yields we keep talking about. But I think that just goes to show that just brings more validity to the cybersecurity space more than anything. So I think it's a more it benefits them all across the board. So, um. And lastly, before I get out of here too, I want to talk about, we mentioned, I talked about this last week, Succession on HBO versus Billions. Update, I was watching, so I finished season one end of last week and I was like, oh shit, the show's getting really good. Maybe it is better than Billions. And I was getting a little nervous, but now I'm almost done with season two and Billions is definitely still the better show. So I don't know. A lot of people have been talking to me about it. They say Succession's better. And hey, no knock. Succession's a good show. I like Succession. It's a good show. I'm not saying that. But at the moment, you're not touching Paul Giamatti and Chuck Rhodes, okay? You're just not. It's not happening. Billions is better. At the moment. At the moment. So we'll see. Maybe by next week. I don't know if, how far they are in season three, if that whole season's done yet. I don't know. Let's look. I'll look right now before we play some music to end this episode. I know season three is airing right now, Succession. Let's see here. Season three. Okay, so they're on episode nine of season three. So season three is almost done. So I better hurry up because that's when people like to spoil shit end of season. So I'm almost done with season two. I'll get to three. So we'll see. We'll see. But as of right now... Billions is a better show. And with that, let's go ahead and play some outro music here uh, for you to sample. And again, be sure to check this out on Spotify. They want to get Spotify listens. So if you're if you are listening on Spotify, check them out on Spotify. I don't know if you can rate on Spotify. I don't think you can. They said they were adding that, but who who knows? But anyways, listen to them on Spotify. Walking Apollo, the albums your my pride and joy. 
etc. We're going to go ahead and play this first song that they sent over to me. I believe it is called. Let's see. Cool. Got it loaded. All right. So, again, artist Walking Apollo, song Impossible. Going to play it here. That's all for me. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, guys, and uh, enjoy this uh, market volatility. And, hey, listen to some of this. This is soothing music, so maybe this will help you. If you're losing thousands of dollars, just put on some Walking Apollo and, hey, forget about it. It's all good. All right. Here we go. Spray. 